Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezell, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezell. Hey, Pastor, welcome to Quick Takes. This is Kevin Ezell, president of the North American Mission Board. And today with my very, very good friend, Dr. Herschel York, who's the Dean of Theology at Southern Seminary, been a professor there for over a decade, and also pastor of Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfort, Kentucky. Herschel, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. Hey, it's um, my joy to be here. Enjoy yeah, any time with you. Well, it, I appreciate you taking a little bit of the time of your quarantine and spending it with us. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Herschel, today we're going through Lancewood's book, obviously in chapter 28, when he talks about staying in touch with your dark side. And, you know, pastors are not immune to dark thoughts or temptations to, to sin. And sometimes if they think they are, they're the most vulnerable. That's right. And, and in thinking through this, when it comes to depravity and, and how, how do you prepare pastors or, or instruct them on dealing with that dark side or those temptations? Salvation and even a call to ministry is not exemption from our fallenness and our brokenness. If anything, we are more in Satan's sights than ever before. Uh, and I think it's important that if we're really following Christ, to know that we are going to get Satan's attention. And Jesus I know, and Paul I know, uh, and Herschel I know if Herschel is following Jesus. So uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna face temptation. I'm broken. Uh, I'm depraved. Every part of my being is tainted by sin. Uh, the, the, the formal term is the post-lapsarian noetic effects. Uh, because of the fall, hmm. my mind is clouded by sin. I, I can't think clearly apart from uh, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Right. So I just have to be aware, man, I'm going to have temptation. This flesh says, satisfy me, get more for me than I need, get what I shouldn't have, let me have it in spades. And so, man, I've got to be prepared that my greatest spiritual battle is going to be right here between my ears. Yeah, well, having said that, I mean, what are some ways that you do or have uh, protected yourself from temptation and those thoughts, just in a practical way? Yeah, uh, you know, I, 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 first of all, I, my presumption is not to trust myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, a, a pastor really needs to make sure that his life is as transparent as he can get it. Mm -hmm. So Tanya has, my wife has all my passwords. She can look at my phone, my text messages. I'm, I don't have secrets from her. You know, you need to put your computer at a place where People walking in the room can see it. And and can I just be honest? That's uncomfortable for me because there's a lot of times I'm not looking at vile stuff, but I'm looking at vain stuff, you know, dumb stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, and so, you know, we, we, we sort of want to hide that. But if you, if you hide your computer because you don't want people seeing how often you're looking at Kentucky basketball recruiting reports, then, you know, then it's easy to look at other stuff too. So... I, I try and live a transparent life. I've got two assistants that uh, have access to my emails. And, uh, you know, I just, 
I, I've sort of made it where I can't get away with anything. I, I'm going to be caught. Right. <laughs> and when you know you're going to be caught, it keeps you out of trouble. You just don't do right. something. It's amazing how we're talking about the dark sides, how some guys are so blind to their own uh, susceptibility. I mean, you, we had the opportunity a couple of years ago when I was pastoring near you and, and uh, we walked a pastor through a time where he failed. And it was amazing as we did that. I mean, even, you know, the day after how blind a guy could be yeah. and almost prideful in the fact that, you know, he had that opportunity to. Yeah. I remember us talking to this guy and him talking about the sin with a, a look of pride. Yeah. You know, uh, at his sexual prowess or something. And I remember, I think I came unglued. I nearly went across the table at him. It was like, dude, you don't get it. I'm more broken by your sin than you are. Yeah. And I'll never, I'll never forget you saying that. That, that. That's what sin does, though, man. Mm-hmm. It, it so clouds our thinking that we're not thinking clearly. And unless you build against that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to fall prey to it. Uh, I'm going to tell a story that happened also between us when you were pastor at Highview before I was at Buck Run. So this was like early 2000s. I went to Buck Run 2003. So somewhere between there, uh, when I was preaching for you, I'd preach the 11 o'clock service at Highview while you were starting the East Campus. There was a a beautiful woman that was a member there, and I started noticing her. I never, I didn't hang around her. I didn't talk to her, anything like that. I, I did not act on my thoughts. But I was always looking to, to see her and what she's wearing. Oh, she looks really attractive today. And I caught myself looking to see her on Sunday mornings. And I re- realized, man, Satan is putting that as a secret thought in my mind. And the only way to deal with it is to expose it. And I came to you. Uh, I also went to Tanya. Now, I know not every wife can handle that, but Tanya can and, and does. And I went to you and Tanya and I said, hey, you just need to watch me around that woman. If, I, if I'm ever talking to her, hanging out with her, you need to call me on it because I just find her attractive. I, I found myself looking for her and I just need to expose that to you. You know what happened when I exposed it? It went away. Uh, right. When I shed light on it, uh, the darkness dissipated and I quit having the, uh, those thoughts of noticing where she was that's what a pastor has to be willing to do you've got to get accountable and transparent with people man i remember exactly where i was standing in the auditorium uh after a service is when you come up and when we talked about that and 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 i mean this first when i went home that night i uh you know my respect for you multiplied tenfold um for you to have and it was such a a model uh, and courageous, not everybody can do that and they should. And, but man, I, uh, my, my respect and uh, appreciation for you just multiplied exponentially, um, because of that. And I'm, I'm grateful for you modeling that and just the humility of even sharing it today. So that others can benefit from, it. so, um, brother, you're an incredible, well, he will. And you're an incredible example to all of us. And, uh, uh, thankful for you and also thankful for your podcast, Pastor Will, that I encourage every pastor to uh, uh, subscribe to because some of the best practical pastoral advice they could give anywhere. So appreciate your friendship. Appreciate you joining us today on Quick Takes. It's a joy. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. 
Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.